Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern from Talent Teams Consulting. And today we have two wonderful returning guests. I get the privilege of introducing the first one. Damian Zakakis is back with us. Damian is a friend of the show, having been on past episodes about Relator, Learner, and Input. Damian is an ICF, Gallup, and a fellow Eating Growth Certified Coach who provides strengths-based coaching uh, workshops and executive coaching. Damien was also selected earlier this year to become a TED Fellows Coach, and he joins us from his wonderful home in Holland, Michigan. Thank you for joining us, Damien. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. back. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Anything new in your intro that I, that I should have included? <laughs> uh nope nope you, you covered it all thank <laughs> wonderful you. thank you so much well great it's good to have you back and it's my privilege to welcome back bria roper and bria is um with us and you might remember her from our very last episode on woo so our woo friend is back and um for those of you who haven't met her bria is our fellow eat of grow and gallup certified strengths coach she's um high energy and extremely knowledgeable and truly uh, delighted in finding the hidden talent and potential in people. Um, so Bria has been drinking the strengths Kool-Aid as she says for the last 20 years, um, but went all in with her business and got certified um, seven years ago and launched her company Strength and Story. Um, she's a full-time consultant, facilitator and coach She's also an international speaker and published author, and she's been featured on stages and pages across the US and Europe and um, a castle in Ireland, which I think is a really cool little note, uh, is, has been in the pages of Success Magazine and, you know, for the second time now with the Thoughtful Talent Show. Welcome, Bria. Thanks. Great to be here. Great. So before we dive like right in, um, we've invited our guests today to talk about the Clifton Strength Talent theme of communication. So um, Bria, tell me where this falls for you in your top five. Number one, solid. Number one. Number one. Yeah. Nice. Number one. And Damien? So it, it falls number five, but for me, it reminds me of uh, something I learned during training uh, that was don't get too hung up on the order of your top five because they can be tightly clustered. And yeah. so it's it's right up there uh, for me. <laughs> and it's probably as evident as any of my other five in regular daily interaction with me. <laughs> Chad and I have said that from the beginning that we knew we had to have you on for communication. So right. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you both for, for joining us today. Chad, do you wanna share with us the short description from Gallup about the Clifton Strength Talent theme of communication? Yes. So I, I will just say, I do have to build off of Damien's comment though, about having it tightly clustered because one of the things I found fascinating when I went to prep for this is that uh, Jen, yours and I communication are tightly clustered at <laughs> 22 for me and 23 for you. Yeah. So this will be a very interesting conversation with Damien talking about clustering. Yeah, um, absolutely. But for, but for the standard definition, uh, Gallup defines this theme as follows. People exceptionally talented in the communication theme generally find it easy to put their thoughts into words. They're good conversationalists and presenters. So as that is our starting place, I'm going to first start by asking uh, Damien, 
how does this personally show up for you? And obviously, Bray, I'm going to come right back to you too, but I want to hear from Damien first. How does this show up for you? So for me, it's, um, it's one that uh, has also been um, helpful to me in understanding the concept of raw versus mature talents. Uh, okay. Or if we don't manage our talents, they might manage us. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, people uh, high in communication tend to like to tell stories. And I love to tell stories. I'm telling one right now. <laughs> and uh, so the challenge for me, the opportunity and the challenge for me has been to tighten up those stories, get to the point quickly, because I know mm -hmm. if the audience wants more, they'll ask for more. Uh, but it, so it shows up with me in storytelling, I would say. And the other way that it shows up is a un, uncanny, maybe too strong a word, but definitely a, a um, very strong ability to, to know what a good word is in a situation and mm. recognize when a, a word choice isn't good uh, it, when others are speaking. And sometimes I can help them think of a different word in, in a coaching setting, for example. But uh, in everyday life, I I spot uh, typos in written material <laughs> in a, a like ridiculous way. Um, words left out, extra words put in, words spelled wrong in the wrong order. Uh, and as a raw as a raw talent, um, I I am eager to help other people fix that because it makes me uncomfortable. And so I'm high in empathy. So I uh, well maybe. Maybe it's projecting, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think that they would want to know, particularly if they're a public figure uh, or you know, an influencer or whatever. Um, so I'll reach out to people via back channel and say, mm -hmm. hey, I noticed this mistake. I thought you might want to fix it. Hope you don't mind me reaching out. Um, and the reactions I've gotten have varied. Uh, they're always <laughs> polite, but sometimes reading between the lines, they're not really happy that somebody <laughs> spotted this. But is so it happy it with you, unhappy with you, or unhappy with their own abilities to get it out there, right? So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, feel free anytime to to give me feedback like that. I I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. As do I. What a cool what a cool way it shows up. That's awesome. Rhea, how about you? Well, I'm just nodding my little head along because all you know. Um, all of that resonates with me too. But I think for me, the the core, the foundation of of the communication talent um, is is really it, it brings clarity in in communication. So words matter, and words matter a lot. Like like Damien said, you know, finding the right word. Um, but it, for me, it's it's really about clarity. It's about making sure that what I'm trying to say is actually connecting it's coming through mm -hmm. and people are understanding that's super super important for i think communication uh the communication talent and also making sure that other people um are being heard you know that when when they're trying to communicate something that that there's clarity there and if there's any confusion if i can tell i think 
I, I like the word uncanny, Davian. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal it. I'm gonna borrow it. <laughs> like, there's an uncanny ability to just like, like I just know when someone's not being hurt, whether that's me or someone else. When, when they're not being understood, when, when they're trying, with people just aren't connecting with whatever they're trying to say. So, I love that about the communication talent. Yeah. And I've seen that on you already in multiple times, Bria, and just our short time being together, it seems like if I'm jumbled up with words, then next thing you know, you come in and like swoop it all up and tie it all up with this nice little bow. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I meant to say. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love these. So let's go a little bit to the like dark side and then bring it back to the positive. But so we know all of our talents, like Damien already started to talk about when, when they're raw or when we've let them like do their own thing, they tend to grow legs and run off on their own and maybe get us into trouble instead of helping. So Bria, share with us some of those times and moments where your your communication might have like maybe get you in a little bit of trouble or or you feel like you have to calm it down. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's hard for me to tell how much of this is the communication talent versus just me being a verbal processor, mm. because I don't think that those are necessarily um, the same thing. You know, I sure. think there are verbal processors that don't have the talent of communication. But for me, I am a very, very high verbal processor. You are, Jen. You're mm -hmm. yeah, a verbal processor. I was going to half raise my hand, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know how much of that, you know, actually relates to the communication talent. But um, there are many, many times where I just, I have a lot of words, you know, and, and it just comes out and it's not actually helping me communicate with people mm -hmm. because they can tune it out pretty quickly. Oh, sure. Um, or if I, I have a need to think through my mouth, you know, like I, <laughs> I, I have that. to like say the words in order to really come to an understanding of what it is that I'm even thinking before I even think about how to communicate it. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, the process can be long and tedious sometimes, <laughs> but it always comes to a place of, of clarity. You know, like I said, there's might be a few iterations, but we'll, mm -hmm we'll get there, you know. You shared with me before about um, like when you were younger, you were always in trouble. What oh. <laughs> always, I mean, really like every day. <laughs> David really starts putting it himself. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, if you're around, if you're, you know, your parents or your teachers or whoever, you know, um, is around you growing up, like, I mean, nobody likes the kid who's talking all the time in class, you know, I and mean, we're always in trouble for that. Um, but, you know, you could move me to any corner of the room, put me by any person. I mean, I have woo, like I'm talking, I'm talking to everybody all the time, you know, like <laughs> that's not going to help. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, if, if people don't understand the, the child's need to to communicate, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they squash it down, it almost makes it worse. You know, it's like yeah. like a pot that's just like boiling over or the little jack in the box, you know, where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's like you're, you're just ramping it up at that oh, point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So yeah. I, I want to build on that because Brea, when you and I have had conversations, I remember yeah. very early on when you and I connected, um, you often talked about sort of your tone, you know, that that mm. comment of watch your tone, you know, yeah. whether it's young man or young lady, <laughs> yeah. but 
could you i know that that has sometimes also gotten you in trouble with <sighs> in your past and i'm not trying to pick on the, the negative side of this too much but i thought it was a really yeah. interesting comment you've made in the past that I, yeah. I wanted to see if you could highlight for for our listeners yeah thanks for reminding me about that <laughs> because it is such a huge gift of the talent of communication is the tone of delivery, right? It's all a communication. I think the talent is, is a lot about how things are delivered. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and that can include tone, but when you're young or when it's raw, like Damien said, you know, if you're not aware that tone can, can be a runaway train, you know, it can come across, um, maybe depending on the other surrounding talents, right. Mm -hmm. Which, I have a lot of other influencing talents uh, like command or self-assurance that can make it be very aggressive, you know, or um, maybe direct to the point where, where people feel like, um, like I'm attacking them or, mm. um, or gosh, I heard a lot from, uh, from adults when I was young, um, you know, they, they would, they would think that I was challenging them, you know, mm. or um, attack is not the right word, but more of a challenge. And I just was seeking clarity, right? My communication wanted that clarity and it knew that I wasn't being heard. And so I would fight it got back, stronger, you know, talk back, you know? Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that it wasn't a disrespect for, for the person in front of me or for that relationship. It really was just, um, an emotional need to, to be heard, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. the tone of voice is so interesting because it's the power and the edge and like when it's left un, um, unexamined, you know, and unrefined, it can really be hurtful. So, yeah. Thank you for oh, thank much you. for clarifying that. Cause I thought that was something yeah. really powerful that you'd share with me before. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. How about Dame, how about you, yeah. Damien? I know you were pointing at yourself like, <laughs> Yeah, I probably spent uh, half to two thirds of my grade school years in the hall. Uh, <laughs> that was the punishment in that era. Um, yeah. or, or, you know, I did get whacked with a board one time um, <laughs> but because that was also the punishment <laughs> of the era. Um, but I spent a lot of time in the hall because I was disruptive um, mm. by talking. Um, and oftentimes, you know, now that I'm older and I've seen the exact same trait in my younger son, who's 35 now, but when he was in grade school, uh, I think it was that I processed stuff faster than others. And therefore, I wanted to talk about it um, or even even find the humor in something. Um, and that was not welcome because I, you know, the teacher is supposed to be in control of the classroom not, you know, this third grader that hijacks it from the fourth row on the right hand side. And, uh, and of course, I, I couldn't help it. Um, I think nowadays, you know, maybe that would have been suspected as ADHD or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if what is diagnosed as that isn't just, you know, somebody like you or me, Bria, that just has stuff to say. Um, so, so that, that's why I was pointing at myself. I totally relate to that. Um, yeah. And um, I, I uh, have been told I have a good sense of humor. That's a dry sense of humor. Um, and I think part of the dryness, if you will, comes from the, the communication talent. 
of seeing connections. I'm also high in connectedness. So I'll see things that others don't see, which often can be funny if you point that out, right. um, particularly in the arrangement of words. You know, there's humor sometimes when you change the order of different words. Um, so anyway, um, one of the ways that it also has uh, can be a challenge to me, not so much get me in trouble, but maybe uh, is that I'm not a verbal processor. Um, I need time to think. Uh, intellection is number six for me. Uh, oh, okay. But I am a visual processor. And so that's a way of communication also. So whenever I'm working on a new slide deck, I can spend 45 minutes trying to find the image that conveys what I want to convey. Um, oh. You know, once I learned that slide decks shouldn't have words on them, like, you know, I would have a ton of words. Mm -hmm. And that's... Yeah. Sometime around 2012, I learned that, you know, that's not a good slide deck. <laughs> so then I set out to find the right image. And one that I still struggle with to this day is talking about developing your strengths. Find a picture for that. They're all mm -hmm. people in a weight room. There's nothing like. Yes. Right. And uh, so anyway, um, I'm high input, high learner. And so I can go down a rabbit hole trying to find the right image. Um, and then, of course, when I do find it, when the image comes up, I want to tell the story about the image rather than the content of the workshop. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love it. Oh, love great. It. Well, oh. so you've already started to tap on some of these like ways. It's just amazing and how these come through. So let's talk about those specifically for each of you. I want to hear about how you believe the communication theme itself. Like I know it's it's your own because of your bundle of what's what's surrounding it. But but what are ways that you can really attribute to communication that you feel like it has benefited your life, your work, family things? Let's start with you, Bria. Hmm. Well, I think I love, I love my communication talent. So <laughs> pardon me if I, if I gush, you know, but I do think that it, it's so helpful in connecting with people. Um, you know, I have communication number one and then woo number two. So I, I establish quick connections with people through words and part of that might be my own words. You know, my positivity communication offers a compliment. Or um, sometimes it's hearing the words that other people are using and just being able to really quick uh, kind of fall into their language, you know, their their speak. Um, I am in the middle of an epic road trip right now. And I have been, I don't even know how many states I've been in in the past few days. And I... Um, have been going further, further south. And it's just very easy to 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 fall into like um like a, a thank y'all, you know, like or whatever I hear around me, communication, it just picks it up and it it uses mm -hmm. it, you know. Um and I think that's really helpful in in wooing, you know, or in connecting with people and building relationships because people hear um how they talk, you know, and it's familiar. So, yeah. um, the same is true in coaching. I can hear, um, I can hear their strengths, you know, come mm -hmm. through because communication is so attentive to the words. And so I know when people use the word, you know, um, I don't know, responsibility is easy, you know, because 
that's the name of the theme, <laughs> but also people with responsibility will talk a lot about the responsibility that they feel, you know, for something. Um, and communication picks up on, you know, on that really easily. Um, so I think it's helpful in so many ways, but. Yeah. Are- you, sh- you yeah. shared before about that, like that in your coaching business specifically, like even if the people aren't saying something, your communication is even picking up on what they're not saying mm. and being able to reflect that back. Can you go a little deeper into that? Yeah, I do think that, you know, part of that is, um, again, it comes back to clarity, you know, it comes back to that desire to really hone in on what's, what's the message here, you know, the words are are good, but like, what are they actually trying to say? And sometimes, um, yeah, you can hear what is said and you can hear what's not said, you know, communication can read between the lines to, to understand. Um, I mean, Damien might use empathy, you know, to, to read between the lines and to feel, um, I think my command is very helpful in finding that, that clarity or strategic might, you know, be picking up on word patterns. Like, you know, it's just so interesting to hear how, think about how all the, the themes work together um but yeah that's awesome thank you sure. Damien how about you where has this really helped you shine so it's it's really um helped me a lot uh so relator is my number one mm-hmm. and it helps me um connect with people quickly but not many not like woo um but in, and um an example from my first job out of college, I was an auditor, kind of a, you know, more, many people would consider that a pretty boring job. And one of the challenges in your early years is you're working on stuff that is where there's a lot of repetition and so on. And I remember having a client and I was warned that the accounts payable clerk was horrible and didn't like us bothering her. And, and I uh, oftentimes see negative things as a challenge as opposed to a discouragement so and i of course this was before strengths had been published you know this goes back to 1979 and i remember i remember the woman to this day i can't remember what i had for lunch yesterday but i remember this woman (laughs) and i remember going up to her and saying so you've got huge responsibility here with all you know managing all this money and making sure the mistakes aren't made like how did you get into this line of work? And nobody had ever asked her that question before. Mm-hmm. And and when I when somebody said, "Seems like you're getting along with someone," you know, my supervisor. How did you do that? And I shared, and he said, "Well, you don't care about the answer to that." I said, "No, actually, I do. Like, I'm kind of curious." So for me, and maybe it's the learner uh, and input in combination with relator that. Um, I am naturally curious about things that um, I've found other people either hasn't even shown up there on their radar or whatever. And it's a way for me to connect. Another example from sort of day-to-day life is uh, sometimes, you know, stopping somewhere for a coffee and seeing that the the barista has a a tattoo. Uh, And I'll say, so um, that's a really interesting message. Because that's how I think. I think of that images on that. So what's the yeah. backstory there? Um, and and most people don't ask them that, or uh, of our generation may look down on the fact that they have two tattoos or whatever. 
And so it's not like I'm going to become friends with this person, but but with Relator High for me, um, I don't do it a lot, but when I do it, it's really effective. And with clients, it's been really effective. Um, and with clients, and this might be my last uh, part of this answer, um, is when I hear somebody struggling with a word, an alternative comes up for me pretty easily. Mm. Um, almost like a walking thesaurus. And I'll say, <laughs> would would this would you would this word make sense to you? Um, that you so you Bria, you brought up the word uh, responsibility. I'm, if they were struggling to say, I just feel like I need to get it done, I might say, so would you say you have ownership over that? Like mm. it's it's a need and they're like yeah exactly and and so it's those moments of helping somebody else find a word or find their voice that deepens the relationship between yeah. client oh that's a that's a great one and i love that you brought up the thesaurus because we had we had shared earlier when we were talking before about about the, the communication talent like almost being you guys are walking thesauruses you always can find the other yeah. words that might fit better oh i love that and i i just have to say i'm really it's interesting to me to hear you know brea help find stories for people you know hear what they're saying and sort of reconvey it and Damien, you're almost, it's not that you're doing the opposite, but that you want to know the backstory mm -hmm. behind something and that words seem to be really important to you, Brea. And Damien, you, you do a lot more of your uh, communication or reflection through imagery. You've already mentioned, you know, finding pictures and tattoos and so forth. And not that you both can't do the opposite, but just that the yeah. highlight between the two, these small nuances I think are what make the, these sorts of conversations so interesting and so powerful for particularly for people that are first learning about their themes. So I, I just, I really want to highlight those two things and really want to thank you for, for helping us understand that this can come out in a couple different ways. So yeah, um, mm -hmm. just my reflection on hearing what you were saying. Um, not that I have communication super high, so I'm not going to reflect <laughs> back the same way you are, but that's, that was my takeaway. So, um, yeah. I, I'm curious, sorry, I, I took down my one of my questions because I was already starting to write some new notes because you were sharing some wonderful things. You both have already touched on some themes that you readily um, pair with your communication. Uh, Bray, you've already mentioned command and communication. Um, woo, that which we had you on for the last episode uh, for, which is awesome. Uh, Damien, you've already mentioned input learner relator. I'm just wondering if if there are certain talent themes that you almost always go to that have really led to maybe your success in use, using uh, your communication theme. And Damien, I want to start with you first on this one. Uh, I guess it would be learner and input. As I think back, uh, uh, and I'm curious, Bree, if, if this will resonate with you. I would have described myself years ago, again, before strengths, as a bit of a word nerd. Um, I love words so much. Uh, I used to keep a paperback dictionary in my car and as entertainment on road trips. Now, again, this is long before cell phones or even an idea. Um, 
I literally had a paperback dictionary in my car and sometimes a thesaurus too. And on road trips, it'd be a fun game. Like let's open up a book and find a new word. It's like, <laughs> and I knew that that was really nerdy and I was totally okay with that. I owned it. Yeah. And that's really, you know, learner and input both right there. Um, and um, I've, I've had books on grammar. I have books on idioms. Like where did, you know, um, uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head right now, but where did some of the idioms that we all use, six of one, half dozen of the other, yeah. where did that come from? The first time I shared that with my son when he was about 14, he said, that's the same thing. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it is the same thing. That's the whole point of it. Right. Right. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. I think it's such a perfect example of how the themes around the theme, like, it just it changes so much you know right. um learner and input both i think seek information right so you're you're going and you're looking for those things that is very rarely me um but i will always respond to something that that's in front of me right so my nerdy word nerd uh <laughs> you know application of that when i was growing up i had a a three by five um, index card like plastic box filled with index cards where each index card had quotes on it and I would just collect quotes uh -huh. and I color coordinated them and organized them so I could find them you know <laughs> you even gave me the heart that's so yeah. cute but quotes were I mean it's just like communication loves that right yeah. um it so that's what I I collected those, but I would okay. never look for them. But when I read it, I was like, Ooh, I got to write that down. I got to keep it, you know? Yeah. So, so going back to, so it's awesome to hear that you had two variations yeah. on the same thing, you know, the sort of collecting thesauruses and dictionaries in the car, <laughs> collecting quotes. Bray, I want to return just a little bit to the sort of the, the core question we had, which is, yeah. is there a particular theme that you tend to, to pair with communication on, you know, a pretty steady basis or, or that, you know, that if you want to bring out your best communication version that you lean on to, to, to accelerate it. Yeah. It's a tough question because I mean, this is number one and far, I mean, it is definitely number one for me. And what I mean by that is, is I almost see it like every other theme it automatically just pairs with communication. Okay. So if any of the other 34 um, are needed or, you know, I, I use it in some way, it's always through communication. Got for it. example, context is kind of low for me. History's never really been my jam. <laughs> but if there's a story, you know, if we watched a movie or we read a particularly interesting story about a person, because I have a lot of relationship themes as well. That story about a person, that's something that my communication could get behind, right? Mm -hmm. But facts and figures and and all of that aspect of history, like it was totally lost on me. You know, those are not my my themes. Um, you know, <laughs> um I includer is another one where it's not super high for me, but I notice my communication notices when we're in a group and someone hasn't spoken. Um, 
it wants to include them. It wants to make sure that their voice, you know, has even an opportunity to be heard. I won't force them to talk, you know, but my communication wants to make sure that they have that opportunity. So I'm not afraid to be the voice that says, you know, hey, Jen, like we haven't heard from you. You know, what what do you think? Yeah. Um, so that's how I, I feel like it's kind of the opposite of your question, Chad, but yeah. that's really how I see it is. It- it's like that filter, right? right. Like yeah. You can't help it. And I say that about my responsibility, yeah. everything I do and, and Chad will, will agree here. Like every time we have a conversation and I'm like bringing out, well, I, I think this is what's going on. He sees it through my responsibility filter. Like he more, more often points out to me, I think that's like, you're, it's, you're feeling that responsibility, that ownership, and I can't help it. No matter what I do, it's like always there first. And it sounds like that's the same for you with your communication. Everything you do filters through how that's communicated either to you or from you. Yeah. Discipline is, I think, number 32 or 33 for me. Deliberative is 34 for me. Details are not really my strength, okay? <laughs> Except for when it comes to communicating a message. Yeah. Then I am on top of it. Like Damien said, the slide deck, so important. Every image, the the font that is chosen, the size of the font, the placement of everything on, like the order of how we're talking, you know, the the entire presentation might be a full day, right? And everything is ordered in a way that that conveys an overall message with individual smaller messages, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, the details are easy for me when it comes to to that type of, yeah. of communication, but yeah. anything else, not really interested. Yeah. Yeah. It harkens back of- to what Damien was saying about typos and mis- yeah. you know, mispunctuation and double words and missing words. Yeah. So or, yeah, I, mean, I hear even- a lot of the same threads here. Yeah. yeah, or even to that, like Damien said, like maybe you don't need all of the details, but for you guys, it sounds like communication does need all those details and they want that. And it and it's important to the story and how things are going, the flow. So I love hearing that out of both of you. It just in slightly different ways. Um, Reyes is about getting that message across and making sure it's clear and the clarity and Damien's collecting all that input and knows all that information and you need to know it too. So I, I love the sharing of this. Thank you guys. That's awesome. So, so I, I want to ask another question that plays a little bit off this idea of, of theme dynamics. You know, we, we know that none of our town themes are working in silo. Um, we've talked a little bit about already about how they can how this communication theme can get kind of away from you where it's maybe had negative um, impacts on your life I'm curious if there when you get on a runaway communication sort of energizing run um, maybe you're taking a little too far it gets a little raw are there themes that you find helpful in reining that i don't want to say reining it in because we want to use our strengths but mm-hmm. you know maybe tamping it down or, or you know just kind of like you managing it <laughs> There's a really, hey i love somebody's trying to find me the right word thank you so much david uh, managing it in, in an effective way so just as an example like my deliberative can get run away thinking you know what is the absolute worst case scenario i need to think you know, I use my responsibility about, okay, what am I really after here? Why is this becoming such a big deal? That helps me 
you know, again, manage it. I'm wondering if the same, if there's any sort of similar dynamic for each of you when communication gets off on its own a little too strong. <laughs> Both of you are shaking your heads, so I'm not sure which one of you wants to take this first. Uh, Brent, I'll, I'll come back to you, and then Damien, I'd love to love to hear what you have to say as well. Sure. Okay, me first. Yes. Um, I don't know. I I was thinking again, a little bit differently than what you were asking. Um, okay. What comes to mind for me is actually, well, I, yeah, it's just a little nuanced. So communication is always ready to speak, right? I, okay. in a raw state, you know, unexamined, um, I just think everything that I have to say is important and everybody needs to hear everything that is in my head, you know? <laughs> David so, is agreeing with you very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so step aside, whoever else, like, it doesn't matter. Like what I have to say is important and everybody's going to listen. Um, so I actually, I, being aware of my activator, um, mm-hmm. being aware that I'm good at getting momentum started um at starting things you know moving things forward has helped when again if I'm in a group situation and kind of like this you know it's like who's gonna go first like I've I lean on my activator and I just have decided that I'm gonna be the one to talk first because I know that it's hard for some you know some other people to to raise their hand and be like I'll go you know and that's easy for me so also, I, I've learned that it's usually the people who who don't talk or talk last that actually have the most important things to say, mm. <laughs> and they need a little bit more time, right? So I'll say whatever's top of mind, which is probably not anything earth shattering, but but what it does is it it opens that door, right? So that hopefully yes. we can actually get to something deeper much quicker because we haven't wasted that time like going back and forth like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk. So leaning into my activator allows other people to, to speak. And then my communication listens to everything that everyone has to say. And then boom, at the end, it comes back and it summarizes with like that nice, pretty bow that Jen was mm-hmm. talking about. And that's my real contribution, you know, or where I feel like I add real value is being able to, to just kind of wrap up what everyone else has said and with a real punch, you know, at the end. Okay. I love how you put the positive spin on that too, because what you, what I heard you say was that sometimes communications answering, even if you're not like necessarily ready to answer, and as much as sometimes that gets in your way and can be a little on the raw side, you're also giving other people space and time. The deliberatives in the room, Chad and I, are gonna sit here and we're gonna think about it and we're like, I'm not talking first because you're not gonna like what I have to say because we're coming from this like practical, this isn't gonna work, whatever. But now what Bria said, Bria said makes total sense. Oh, but yeah, you're right. We could do that with this little twist, right? So you've given us that opening. So I, I like how you spun that just, just a bit. So I appreciate that answer. Well, thanks. I think um, I spent a lot of my life not doing that, um, where I would just stay silent because mm-hmm. because I thought this is way before strengths. I mean, this is when I was really, really little. Yeah. Um, I would never raise my hand to speak, or if the if the um, the teacher asked for someone to read out loud, 
of course, you know, I, my little communication, like always wanted to be the person to read out loud, but mm-hmm. I thought everyone, right. Wanted mm-hmm. to read out loud. And I thought everyone wanted to speak. And so I shut my voice down because I wanted to give other people woo. Like I wanted to give other people the opportunity. Right. Um, and so when I learned that not everybody enjoys <laughs> speaking in front of everyone, you know, like I do, then I said, okay, I'm just going to lean into that. You know, I'm going to offer it. I'm going to offer yes. it first. And then um, if I need to come back and say more, I can, you know, but. Yeah. Oh, so good. Damien, what's your take on, on this question of, you know, when communication gets going a little, you know, gets ahead of steam behind it and <laughs> you need to, you know, manage it as you said yeah. what is there a theme that you learn lean on or, or a behavior that you lean into to yes do that uh and it it took me a while to to figure that out I, again before i was deep into strengths and now i realize how i figured it out a uh, part of it was uh, feedback from my darling wife who also is high in communication um um uh, and and Two, two aspects of that. One is I would tell stories that would, I love the detail. Not I'm not high in context, but but um, I think that's my connectedness coming out. Like, And it was amazing that this person knew that person and we were both going to the same city and, and I'm telling all these details that really maybe aren't that amazing to other people or they're just not interested. And, you know, so we developed some code or she did, which was like, you know, bring it home, Damien. Um, or when she started working in the aviation industry, you know, it's time to land that plane. Like, let's, <laughs> let's come on. And uh, um, and I also, uh, so empathy is number 11 for me, but it's a very active number 11. It's, it's um, when going through the training, it was one that I use on a very regular basis. So I drew the line under number 11 in terms of the ones that are really my top drawer. Um, and I realized by leaning into that a little bit more, I could start to tell when people were less engaged um, and therefore it's time for me to land that plane. Um, and so I'm aware of that. Uh, that awareness kicks on um, a minute into a story where I start trying to sense what what the reaction is, uh, which has helped me doing workshops and even just general storytelling. Um, the other the other aspect I was going to say that my wife um, helped me realize was the details don't have to be correct for the story <laughs> to have impact. So uh, she would start telling a story about the time our dog was lost by the airlines. And she would say, yeah, we were flying on American. I said, well, actually, we were on Delta. And she'd be like, it doesn't matter. And I would correct her three times in the story. And then we'd get in the car later on. She'd say, you know, you don't need to do that. Like it's, you're interrupting the flow of my story and nobody cares which airline it was. <laughs> like, so we have a shorthand now in our family that actually some of our close friends have picked up on it. Um, because I used to correct what, you know, she'd say, we went this place on Wednesday and I'd say it was Tuesday. And she'd say, whatever. So the shorthand now is it was Tuesday. And that means... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was Tuesday. Let me go on with my story. Oh, I love that. So I regularly am re- 
replying with what has happened over the week or whatever and always get the days wrong. And, and it's so important to me for whatever reason that I get like that it happened on this date. Wait, was it that day? And then I'm like doing this verbal processing in the middle of the story. And my husband's like, it doesn't matter what day it was. I'm like, but it does. And I don't know why it does. So I, I love that, Damien. My heart feels for you because I'm one of those. I like those details to be accurate. And this is where one of the points that where I say, hey, Jen, that's coming out of your responsibility. <laughs> right. Oh, I love oh, this. Thank you so, so much for both those wonderful answers. Yes. I, I would have, it's interesting to hear both of you talk about, you know, listen to your audience. You know, Damien, you brought it up with your empathy and, you know, picking up on the, on the messages. But Bria, you've also mentioned it throughout this episode of, you know, be able to react and maybe even rephrase or help people find that right message. Yeah. I think that's just a really interesting aspect of communication that I'm not sure I, I would put myself in this group of a lot of us think that communication is all about outgoing messages. Mm -hmm. And here you are, it's almost, you know, some other town themes get looped in. But there's also an aspect of this of really listening to what the messages of others are. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that might be something that a lot of people don't fully understand, you know, at first glance about this communication talent. So I just want to just thank you for for emphasizing that uh, a little bit here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. And that ties directly into kind of our, our next question and where we're going is this is this um, experience with our clients or maybe some others that you've witnessed that have communication high? So um, for me, I've always noticed that people who, who are high in communication always have the best stories. Like hands down, if I ask them how to do something, they're gonna tell me a story about when they got it or where it came from or whatever that might be. Like I always, it always comes bundles with a story. So I think they have this wonderful ability. That's the one thing I noticed like across the board, everyone with communication is has wonderful stories to tell. But I wondered if there's some other like nuances, some different like new cool ways or, or interesting, um, expressions of the communication talent that you've that you've um, noticed or seen in others or yourself. Um, Bria, I, I know you have like a cool one that you wanted to share with us. So I'd like to start with you. Is that the my love of jazz? Yes, ma'am. You got it. <laughs> I, I do love jazz. And um, it, it clicked one day in a coaching conversation. Actually, my client asked me a question that that gave me this insight, you know, or that, that prompted this insight. Um, I was like, wow, that's why, that's why, you know, because I lead with communication and jazz is literally a conversation between the musicians that's live and different every time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's a language, you know, there's, there's a standard song, you know, that the musicians are playing or, um, over so there's there's a, a common language of of how to how how to play um even like phrasing is so important in music singing um but especially in jazz you know um gosh there are there are some some singers who just they can phrase um their their words in a way where it just like you feel what they're saying, you know, mm -hmm. and 
And it's so moving when, <laughs> when they do that. And I see that like, that's a communication talent, you know, when mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of times about the words, but a, a lot of time it's about the delivery, yeah. how, you know, it's said, are they speeding up, you know, and going faster to communicate a point or to create excitement or anticipation, you know, or are they slowing down? Or are they are they so excited and da 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 and then all of a sudden they're like, ooh, and then and it creates intrigue and it pulls you in closer, right? That I think is a real beauty of the communication talent. And I just connected with that in jazz and musical theater and and a ballad that that tells a good story and like hits you in the heart. It's like yeah. you know, the words that you can feel, you know, like that's um yeah, my communication talent with my love of music. So, yeah, nice. I love I loved that that example that you shared with me before. So I I really wanted. I'm so glad that you you brought it. Thank you. Well, anytime <laughs> I can talk about jazz, I love it. So, yeah. Damien, have you noticed any like unique uses of communication like that? Um, I think one for me, um, <clears throat> that that uh, has come out uh, in my coaching. So as we know, communication isn't high for everybody, but um, uh, um, I often, so I, I do a fair amount of career coaching and uh, and with all of those clients, um, I have them take the assessment, the full 34, and we debrief it. And I ask them questions related to their uh, their career, or particularly even looking at a resume, and as we're prepping for interviews, um, and I'll I'll say which which point uh, under this job are you most proud of? Which bullet point under this job? Uh, and tell me about it. You know, so imagine this is an interview situation. Tell me about it. And so they'll tell me, and they'll usually tell me in a pretty flat, you know, brought this people together, did this work, da da da, and it's all factual and business-like, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll say, so, you know, we've been talking about your strengths, right? And a big part of, of understanding your strengths is understanding um, they're really how you're wired. And the and I want you to lean into the fact that you're different. You know, I already shared with you the one in 287,000 or the one in 33 million, like you're one in 33 million, like you are different than any of the other candidates. And now you're in the interview stage. So really there's, you know, five of you they're interviewing, like, right appreciate that difference. So for example, let me be you for a minute and t- and tell the interviewer about this bullet point. And so then I employ some of the language of strengths, which is, you know, maybe they're high in responsibility, or maybe they're high in analytical, or they're high in woo. And so I'll say, so we brought this group together, and it was important that they gel pretty quickly. And I don't know if you're familiar with close from strengths or not, but I'm high in relator. And so for me, it it really brings me joy to see a group thrive and be part of that. And so I can, and blah, blah, blah. And so I will tell their bullet point through my knowledge of strengths. And, and they've got the same information in front of them that I do. I'm looking at their report. And I'll say at the end, what did you think of that? And they're like, how did you do that? <laughs> and, I, and I'll say, that's not the right question. The right question is, how can you do that? So yeah. let's talk about it. And then I'll take them back to their strengths. And I'll say, you know, look at the words, go through, you know, it. it's one thing when you take somebody through the report 
for the first time and it's this abstract thing that they're not really sure what the value of it is but yeah. now i've told their story with their details and they're like so i'll say you take a highlighter or under a pen and underline the words blah 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 and so it's and and it's worked with people that had communication in the 30s or the teens or or top five um and so that's sort of i feel like that's part of the secret sauce i have um helping people prepare for interviews is think about themselves as uniquely powerful yeah oh and i love that it's it's, it's back to that delivery and the tone right and so yeah. um i think i've said it before like we have to put the right emphasis on the right syllable right like you, <laughs> you can't you can't talk like that no one no one understands what the heck you're saying or they just laugh at you oh you know it's that tone and i love hearing from both of you it's like Bria said, like it's connecting to my soul. You know, this music is really like hitting me in my heart. And then Damien to hear like you reflect back the greatness of them in your own, you know, making that tone. I love this. Like, it's so good. I see the power of the communication talent in both of you so strongly. I love it. Chad, do you have any new ones? Um, not that's going to match up against right. The, not These that this two, is a competition, no. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm I'm not sure if I should be getting the ray with two wonderful communicators. The only example I was going to bring was that I had a, a, a client early on in my coaching career, and you know I think some of us have talked about the power of some of our first experiences. Um, but I had an individual that had uh, communication and individuals individualization and it when we really got into it it really astounded me how much and the attention kind of what uh, Bria was talking about before in terms of his slide decks to um, his clients so he was helping um, companies understand what benefit packages they could potentially you know structure and just to hear him talk about how he used his communication in coordination with his individualization to really make sure each of his slide decks was quite unique depending upon the needs of each client. And yeah, it took him a little extra time, but he had that those two superpowers working together to really individualize his message uh, and, his, and his approach. And so it was just, it was a combo that's a little differently, a little different than what we've talked about so far. So I just thought mm -hmm. I'd bring it up that as we've talked about each of the themes influences each other in different ways. And depending upon what themes you have around you, um, really kind of influences the way that each theme comes out. Yeah. And so it was just one other example that, um, we hadn't talked about yet is, um, individualization, individualization. Yeah. Um, I, I love hearing like even just with having like the four of us on hearing how these talents season one another and yeah. how you can have the same talent, but it looks so different. And I think that's the power and glory behind the thin strengths is that we all use these these tools differently. And it's beautiful to see that we are really are all different so yeah. and unique in that way. I love it. Yeah. So I, I've got a question. Um, we've gotten pretty deep into the theme at this point. I want to bring a little levity to this, uh, maybe help people connect with this um, through a, say a different medium. Damien, you're going to love this because, because we're going to talk about images. I'm wondering if when you think about your communication talent, 
whether it's yours personally or just in general that you know sort of the standard definition is there an image a pop uh, pop culture reference that comes to mind that especially people that are first learning about this theme or somebody that is related to or works with somebody that has this theme that they might be able to kind of connect with or be like ah that's what that is um I'm wondering if you have an image or, you know, it could be a household object, pop reference. <laughs> um, Damien, I'm going to go to you first because you've brought up images already in this conversation. Sure. So uh, I want to hear from both of you, but I'm going to go with Damien first. Yeah. So uh, when I was putting my first slide deck together and I was, I had a couple of pages that were uh, uh, this idea of clues to talent when mm -hmm. people have exert exhibit certain behaviors patterns of thinking feeling behaving that, that that's a good clue that maybe they have that talent and uh um uh, and so one of the ones i wanted to talk about was communication and the image i had was i found online of course um it was a picture of steven spielberg with some of his top movies which include jaws and et and um i forget what the other two were but you know, you would recognize them if I could remember them. And, uh, and, and so I put the image up and I asked people, you know, when you see this image, what do you think? What comes to mind? How would you describe this person? And right on cue, somebody raised their hand, storyteller. I said, bingo. So what theme? And somebody in the back of the room that had communication said, communication. <laughs> Couldn't have scripted it any better. And so for me, that's like, that's, that's communication at its best can move you emotionally, can inform you, um, all those things. Nice. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Rhea? Yeah, um, that's great. Mine is much, uh, much less deep, a little, a little bit more, uh, more lighthearted, but I think of a megaphone. I think, I mean, truly, I think of my communication as an influencing talent. I'm here to you know, to take whatever message, whether it's my message or your message, whatever message needs to be heard. And I'm going to shout it to the rooftop. So I'm going to make sure everybody hears. And it's not a microphone that someone can unplug, you know, or, <laughs> or drown out, you know, because we hear it all the time. It's, um, you know, it's the cheerleader with the megaphone that's like, like directed at a specific crowd, not just a microphone that's generally amplifying, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's what I think of. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. Jen, Jen, I want to come to you to see if you have any images to add to this. Mine, mine kind of goes with, with Damien's. I was going back to like the old storybooks, you know, you like the, actually like a story that draws you in. And yeah, so that's why mine, a story nice. And I'm just going to offer up one, it, you know, as we've said, this is not super high for me, but one image that does come to mind is um, a campfire. So it's almost a little bit of the opposite of what, uh, Brie was just talking about in terms of a megaphone and being super loud, but the campfire around, you know, ghost stories and just telling stories around a campfire uh, in whatever fashion that takes uh, was one that I, uh, I thought of um, in thinking about this theme. So I, I love all the images. This is helpful so that, you know, hopefully our listeners will, will resonate with at least one of those. So um, thank you. Jen, do you want to ask, our last couple questions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
now we, we've really talked about you guys in particular and how this theme shows up for you and how it's worked well in your life and where, in places where it's been raw and then the things you've needed to, to do to kind of overcome some of those things. And so now we really want to talk about um, how we can best interact with those who have this theme and what advice maybe you could give leaders um, or peers to help the person who might be in a raw application and Damien you've you've shared like your wife is kind of that person for you in a lot of cases when you're when she feels like your communication might be going a little on the raw side or you're sharing a little too many details or it doesn't matter what day that happened so you know what are some some like advice or some ideas that you could share with with uh, with our audience that um, might help a team leader or a peer of with of someone who has communication high um, that we can help them like maybe come out of that raw space in a in a like pleasant way because we know it's all positive we were sharing all of this information for a real reason we're trying to influence and get somewhere Damien I'm gonna start with you so is this for for example for a leader who has somebody on their team that's high in yeah okay great so I think um again it's you know people there are clues to talent so if you if you see somebody who every time you ask them a question begins a story um <laughs> that's probably somebody that's high in communication mm-hmm. uh, and and so I think as a leader it can be helpful to give them space to tell that story um and recognize that you may need to rein them in as well and so okay. when I was a uh a recruit I did executive recruiting for a while. And so I would ask people to tell me the story of their career. And I quickly realized I some people, you know, the wide range, some people would do it in a minute and some people would do it in 30 minutes. And so I realized I need to give some guidance. So I'd say, take three to five minutes and walk me through your career. And some people at five minutes, we'd still be talking about the first job out of college. And so I'd have then for them, I'd say, okay, let's take it up to a higher level. Like mm-hmm. you're at the ground, let's go up to 10,000 feet. And because we've got a lot to cover in the next 50 minutes. So, um, and uh, those people were, probably were high in communication. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and didn't, didn't recognize it. And so I think for a leader, bo- both of those sides, give them space to tell the story and help them to uh, contain that story if that's necessary also. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Rhea. Yeah. Similarly, um, you know, I'm all about creating space or creating opportunities for people to use their strengths. So if you have someone who's high in communication um, and your company has a story that is worth telling, you know, maybe you work for a nonprofit, you know, where you depend on stories to keep the, keep the water running, you know, Um, give someone with that talent, the opportunity to tell those stories, you know, Um, if you have a, if you have a story that's worth telling, tap someone with that, that talent, you know, they'll do it really, really well. Um, And encourage people with communication to practice their stories. I don't know if it's just me because of a lot of other influencing talents that are, I'm a fast thinker, you know, and I, feel like I can do it perfectly the first time, (laughs) but I don't, you know, the more I practice it, the more I refine it, the better I am. Mm -hmm. And so um, just because someone has that natural talent and they can talk in front of a room, um, lean into that, 
you know, recognize that talent and then give them opportunities to, to learn the skill or to practice the story um, so that they can really bring the fullness of their talent to that. And, um, and it will be much more, you know, effective, transformational, whatever your goal is. Um, yeah, I've heard you, I've heard you say before too, about that, like, it goes back to that tone of voice, yeah. right? So like, maybe if they are practicing or they're, you know, they have a listener there, they can, they can get that, make sure that their tone of voice is where they want it to be. And like you were saying before, monotone, we're just talking about these three jobs I had before and they're really boring, yeah. but I was great at it. But I was great at it. Yeah. Yeah. And that gets better as you, um, as you watch your, your audience, you know, um, the more that they tell the same story over and over again, mm -hmm. they are comfortable with the story and then they can really start paying attention to the jokes that people laugh at, you know, or where are people responding? And then they learn to lean in to that and mm -hmm. really like milk it, you know? Um, but I think the other thing that you can do to help yourself as a leader, um, if you, if you have someone with communication on your team, if their communication is verbally processing mm -hmm. uh, and maybe they have ideation high also, or, um, or some other need to just like talk a lot, <laughs> you know, they've got a lot of ideas or they've got a lot coming out um, as a leader, help yourself by asking them, you know, okay, do you want me just to listen? Do you want me to respond? Are you, are you asking me to do something with this information? Um, you know, if you lead with communication, use your words to say, I just need a sounding board. Will you, mm. will you be that for me? Um, or I am looking for some feedback. Will you, will you listen to this speech and tell me, you know, what the theme is or what are my top three takeaways or whatever? Um, because sometimes communication can just ver verbally process, you know, and, and if you're a leader that leads with high you know, high responsibility, high achiever, high, whatever, like you might feel overwhelmed <laughs> talking to someone, mm -hmm. you know, who's, who's just sharing a lot of ideas or just thinking out loud. Right. So yeah, personally, <laughs> if you're, if you were just, you know, sharing all of that with me and you didn't tell me that you didn't want me to do anything with it, you yes. just needed a listener. I'd be like, okay, you want me to do this and this and this, and now these are all on my list to do. So yeah, I love that advice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And you brought you brought another piece to it that I was where I was going next to was that about like helping a person be able to offer their best contribution to a team. And that was like you said, like if you have a good communicator on your team and someone who's high in communication and you have a story that needs to be told. I love that you brought that. Damon, did you did you have another example of of a way you can use you know one of your team members to really be the best contribution, bring the best contribution? Um, to, I guess maybe a, uh, an additional kind of related to that. So yeah. um, when I was working at the university um, and leading the career office, um, being high in communication, I wanted to be a part of our big messages to students about a particular thing. But I realized that some of the others on the team uh, had were high in communication and had a different perspective that might oh. be closer to the student's perspective than mine. You know, I was in my 50s at the time and our students were in yeah. their 20s or 30s. And so there was a receptionist that was, you know, on the org chart was probably the lowest level person in the organization and communication number one. So mm -hmm. I, we would draft something and then I would take it 
to her and say, I want you to read this and give me whatever feedback. And she's like, you mean like scan it for typos? No, 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 no. As if you were writing it, like this is the first draft. What changes would you make? Uh, and she was a little bit hesitant, like didn't, because it wasn't her job, right? Mm -hmm. She was reading people when they came in the door. And I said, no, no, no. Here are the reasons why I'm asking this. Um, and then, you know, her eyes lit up and she gave some great suggestions about things. Like I was going into way too much detail about a particular thing. And she's like, I don't know that we need to put that in there, but what we should do is amplify this piece of it. And so uh, I think, and, and for me being high in communication, I loved that because it made the end product better. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about my ego, like I'm the one who wrote it. I did, I, my goal was for the students to read it you know, yeah. the reverse side of that that we've been talking about, not for me to say it, but for them to read it. And so let's get it the best it can be. And and here's somebody that can help make it better. Yeah, oh, this really sense. reminds me of something, Brie, you and I have had this conversation around communication isn't so much about the exact words, but it's about the message. It's, mm -hmm. it's the, you know, the words of the document are helpful and the typos and finding that that aspect of communication we've talked about already, but it's actually the next level deeper that is really at the heart of this communication theme of being able to make sure that the message is getting through. What is the, what's the, almost the intention behind it? Um, you know, I think you've also at times said about communication isn't so much about what you're saying, it, it can, uh, it's often about the delivery. I think you mentioned that earlier in this episode. So I, it's just really interesting to hear another really concrete example of that. You know, you handed over a document and she thought, oh, well, I'm just checking this for the typos. So the surface level stuff. And yeah. Damien, what you're pointing out is it's about the message of the document or message of the presentation or the message of the jazz performance that you were highlighting mm -hmm. before. So really interesting uh, example and I think something that again might get lost on some people when they think about oh communication it's just about the thesaurus and the words and the you know the, the spelling and the typos and where the punctuation goes um it's not it's about the message you keep you keep coming back mm -hmm. to that on a, on a regular basis so um interesting example um and it wasn't <laughs> I, Again, one of the other things I've learned about communication is you don't put words in their mouth. So I'm not trying to put words in either of your <laughs> mouth, but it's, I'm reflecting back what I'm hearing, what the message that yeah. I'm hearing from you um, is. Sure. So um, correct me if I've got anything, any of that wrong, but I just, I, it's something I've picked up as we've gone through this episode. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, um, the communication talent is just, I think, very misunderstood um, a lot because the word communication is Correct. such a part of our common vernacular that right. is means something different. Um, yeah. And so the skill of communication or even just the, the act of communicating um, it, it can be very different from the talent of mm -hmm. communication. And I think the way that I see it in my brain is, is communication, the skill or the, the, the act of communicating is the what, you know, yep. and yeah. the communication of talent is, is the how, you know, it's, it's, and so I think yeah, in order to, back to your question, in order to help someone who, um, who leads with communication to bring that contribution, um, 
if you can give them opportunities to learn the skill of communication, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the best things that I did for myself and for my business was to go get certified in a, a marketing framework called Story Brand, which taught me the structure of story, which I had never even thought to consider that there might be an actual like, you know, structure and an arc Mm -hmm. and and all of that, that just seems so commonplace to me now. Um, But I didn't know that uh, until I started learning about what makes a good story. And it's not just the, the phrasing or the, the tone, but there are pieces in a particular order and, you know, um, so I was able to marry that skill with my talent and now I can help clients with their marketing, you know, telling their story, using their strengths, you know, mm-hmm. to, to tell their story, whether that's, um, in an interview or, um, in, in a speech or presentation or in their branding and their marketing. Yeah. So yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. I think Great. Sorry, I know this is getting long. You're good. I have to say, I have to say this. I think that I've learned communication as a talent, the storytelling, the the metaphors, you know, the all of that is a great support, but it shouldn't be the way that information is delivered. So mm-hmm. if if all I do is ever talk in stories people get lost really quickly because they're like, where's this going? How does this apply? I don't understand like where this connection is, but if I can lead with, with a, a, my point, you know, or what it is that that I want them to know and then support it with a story, support it with a metaphor, then they're like, Oh, I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're not lost. They can really fully enter into that story because I've, I've, kind of open kind of the given them the the, yeah. the little tidbit up front yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nice okay. well this, this is almost a, a wonderful segue into the last question that we always ask um at the end of each of our episodes you know it's it'd be very easy for jen and i to walk away and you know come away with our takeaways and list those off but as good coaches we know that it it often <laughs> comes best from the people that we're talking to and so i'm just wondering if uh, again, I'm going to, I'm going to ask our communication experts here to do this succinctly. <laughs> what are your two main takeaways that you think people should really come away from knowing about this communication theme? You know, we've, we spent on, you know, a little over an hour talking about it. Um, if we were to do a, maybe a shorts or, you know, bullet points on, on, on this theme, what would be your two takeaways? Um, I'm going to give each of you two takeaways what are they? Damien, I'm going to start with you first. Okay. Um, uh, Let's see. So uh, one of them is, is, so the quick answer is, I don't know. I have too many. Uh, (laughs) Too many. (laughs) Okay, so which is actually relevant to my takeaway, mm-hmm. which is uh, I, I've been reminded a few times today of a, of a quote attributed to Mark Twain, which is, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. and, 
Writing so, that down. That's really yeah. good. <laughs> editing that story down and getting it to, you know, the real pithy parts is takes work and can make it so much more powerful. Um, and so, so for somebody who's trying to get better at communication, that's a takeaway I would say is find ways to shorten it. Um, to, just a quick add on, and then I'll come to my second point. Um, Bria, I use a story framework with all of my career coaching clients. And I talk about Disney and the arc of a story. Introduce the protagonist, set up the situation, and you know, and then bring the story to a close. And in the in the in the tell me about yourself, the end of the story should be, and that's why I'm here with you today. Mm. That's the end of the story. Uh, the other thing I'll often say when they're giving me a long answer to about a bullet point is I'll say, lead with the punchline. Like say, so what we did was we increased sales 40%. And now I'll tell you how we did it. Because sometimes they'll go through all this long thing and you're waiting, like, when is the story going to end? I don't know how it's going to end. And people get in their own head listening. So mm -hmm. tell them the punchline up front and then give the back. Nice. Um, okay, so the second point uh, is really... Uh, well, so I'll, I'll re I was going to give advice, but uh, I've already done that with one or two. So the other one would be if you um, are close with somebody who's high in communication and you're not, capitalize on that, mm -hmm. which we touched on, you know, if you're a leader. Um, and um, yeah, so that's my takeaway. Capitalize on that. Uh, help them get better or indulge them in their story. Um, don't correct them and tell them what day it was. You know. <laughs> nice. All right. Two wonderful takeaways. Yes. Brea, close us out with your two takeaways, and then we're going to uh, wrap up. Yeah. So number one, just because you have the communication talent does not make you a good communicator. Bruce. Not the same thing. Um, so whether that's you or whether that's someone on your team, don't don't assume that they're a great communicator because that's the talent. It's not, the, it's not. It's not the um, skill. Like you said before. Yeah. 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 yeah not the skill. Um, doesn't mean that they're a bad communicator. It just means that that's not the same thing. Okay. So now we, that we've got that out of the way, um, the second thing is if you have the communication talent or, you know, someone who does please like, um, see, look for ways to develop that talent, um, which really is about telling the story or um, it's about it's about communicating uh, how how you communicate it, right? Whether that's with words or visually, um, it, it can look or sound a lot of different ways. It doesn't just have to be a verbal processor or someone who's giving a speech. Um, communication talent really is about communicating effectively, you know, and in a way that is influential. So people want to listen, you know, it draws them in and it moves them to action. That's really the best place uh, and the, the best of the communication talent. Um, it's not just that they can find words or that they can talk to a brick wall or that they can tell a great story, right, that makes everybody laugh the best use of, of that communication talent is, is to provide influence, um, in some way. So look for that opportunity for yourself or for the people on your team. What influence do you, do you need and mm -hmm. how can I use the communication talent to get there? 
Awesome. awesome. Wonderful wrap up. Thank you so much. Um, This has been an absolute pleasure. As with every episode, I learned so much from our guests. I don't want to speak for Jen, but I'm going to take a wild guess that she probably got as much out of this as I did, if not more. Um, so we, th- we very much thank you for, for spending um, an hour or so with us to, to really help others understand this uh, communication theme um, at such depth. Uh, if you, our listeners, liked this episode and enjoyed our conversation with with Britt and Damien. Uh, We encourage you to leave us comments, uh, like us and subscribe on the various channels that we distribute this on. Um, We will have Damien and Bria's information in the show notes um, so you can get in touch with them. And also if you are looking for any more information or want us to talk about different topics or different talent themes, keep keep, keep tuned in because we will do that. But you can also reach out to Chad and I. Our information is also in the show notes. Yes. Sorry. Um, So (laughs) Jen always keeps me on my toes and make sure we get everything covered. Uh, I would like to, uh, again, thanks. Um, I'm going to sign off. Uh, Until next time, I'm Chad Ahern from Talent Teams Consulting my wonderful co-host. I'm Jen Werner from Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. And I'm going to keep encouraging you to play to your strengths. So (laughs) until next time, thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks guys. Thank you.